Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, welcome to my show, Me the Science podcast. Luke O'Neill here, and I hope you're enjoying them now. I've got a great topic. I always say that, don't I? But this is a really interesting topic, and it's something that I came across, and I hadn't really considered this before. It's the science of wasps. Now, there's a chance for Owen to put in some buzzing noises. I'm here to help him, you know, the sound effects. But wasps are kind of neglected, aren't they? You know, we know all about bees. Bees get all the action, don't they? And we love bees because they make honey. There's societies devoted to bees, you know, and they all meet and discuss how to make your hive better for bees and so on. And we love bees because they pollinate and all kinds of things. But wasps have been kind of neglected. We see them as a nuisance, don't we? And we wonder what do they contribute, I guess, to the world that we live in. They're inclined to sting us, of course. And we all remember picnics where the wasps end up in your sandwich or whatever it might be. And then we're wondering, these pesky wasps. But it turns out recent work has shown they're very, very important, as important as bees are. And they've got all kinds of things that help us as a species. Now, a bit of science, first of all, as ever. They belong, they're insects, and they belong to the order Hymenoptera, is what they belong to. And in fact, there's many, many different species. So hornets, for example, and we've all heard of hornets, haven't we? They're in the wasp family. The yellow jackets are the ones we might see, you know, buzzing around, uh, are another type of species of wasp as well. They can be solitary, meaning they live on their own, or they can occur in big colonies, just like bees. So again, the similarities with bees there. The ones that uh, stick together are called social wasps and the ones that don't are called loner wasps. It's a good good name for them, isn't it? And these have been studied and, and the various activities of different species have been examined in all kinds of ways. Now guess what? They do pollinate like bees. As you might imagine, that's one important aspect of what they do. Maybe not as much as bees pollinate, but their main job is they eat insects. So they keep the insect count low. Now that's an important part of the world. We live in too many insects can be all kinds of cause all kinds of problems. So for example, they can control beetle numbers, they can control the numbers of spiders, they can also control grasshoppers. And it turns out if these insects become too abundant, they can call, cause all kinds of agricultural problems. So they're very important for keeping insects under control. That's one of their main functions. So they're, they're like carnivores, I guess. They go around eating off all these all these different uh, insects. And of course, they do have a sting. They use some of them do, and some of them don't. They use the sting to immobilize their prey, for instance, and that sting then can affect us as well. And in fact, many many years ago, uh, when I was doing my PhD, actually, there was a big interest in venoms from different insects for various reasons, and the, and the wasp venom. It contains things like histamine. And that's why you get that effect when, when a wasp stings you. The histamine causes something called vasodilation. It goes all red and swollen. It's also got a thing called melaton, which again is a component of the wasp venom. And melaton can cause pain. It can also cause the release of things called prostaglandins, which I used to work on. And these, these melaton has been studied. It could be useful to cause inflammation in certain situations. It's also got dopamine of all things. So the wasp venom is quite complicated. But still, they do sting us. And that's why I guess we don't like them. And that's part of their, uh, their job. They use the sting, I guess, to immobilize insects in various ways. But this business of keeping insects under control is the key thing I'm going to come back to because it's the key thing that they do. Now, as they get older and they turn into adults, they do live off sugar. 
So some of them do go in and take nectar, just like honeybees do. And when that happens, they can pick up a bit of pollen, so therefore they can. some of them can be involved in pollination as well, especially orchids, for example. Wasps are important for, for pollinating orchids. And also, strangely enough, asparagus is one crop that's been studied. And the spider wasp, there's a good name for you now, a subspecies of wasp called the spider wasp, that can pollinate asparagus. And that's been studied a lot, you know, in terms of pollination. But most of the wasps don't seem to participate in this pollination business. Instead, their main job, as I say, is to kill insects. Now, why would this be important? Well, we do need insecticides of course, to control insects. But of course, they're nasty chemicals and they can have all kinds of polluting effects in the environment. So if wasps are there as a natural way to control insects, that's a very useful thing. And of course, as many people would be aware, that bee numbers have been falling all over the world. Neonicotinoids are the chemicals that are, that are kind of keeping bee numbers down. There's a big question as to whether wasp numbers are also falling and there is some evidence for that. And this research is partly there to try to understand wasp numbers and to make sure that we keep the wasp, wasp numbers up. And insecticides aren't great, let's face it, because they will always pollute the environment. And the other thing to say is some insects are becoming resistant to insecticides. So therefore that's another issue, isn't it? And if wasps are the natural predator, of uh, insects then that their importance is all the more clear I guess is the way to think of it so we must protect the wasps for that reason now is there any reason for us to control wasps well of course some people do have an allergic reaction to the venom and that's been studied a lot actually and it can be very serious so some people justify then say clearing a wasp's nest for example especially if you have allergic reactions to wasps that might be one reason why it would be okay to to limit wasp numbers but overall we need to maintain wasp species now get this another interesting fact for you i'm a huge fan of interesting facts about these things Uh, there's at least a thousand species of tropical wasps in the tropics now you can imagine what always gets me about this is you got to hand it to entomologists. That, that's the branch of science, by the way, that specialises in studying insects. And entomologists have gone in to characterise all the different species of wasps. There's a thousand different species. And one amazing study that kind of blew my mind was uh, there's different fig trees in the tropics, and each species of fig tree has its own specific wasp species in association with that fig tree, right? So therefore, these have kind of co-evolved, in a way, is the way to think of it. And co-evolution is often a common feature of uh, life on Earth, I guess. And so each fig tree, each specific species, just to say it again, has its own specific species of wasp. And what the wasp is doing in the fig tree is it's keeping the insects low, very importantly. And again, certain insects feed off fig trees. So if you don't have your own species of wasps to go along with your fig tree, there's a big risk of the insects destroying that fig tree. So that's the first thing to say. And secondly, it also is involved in pollination. And of course, that means if a specific species of wasp, you know, is in decline or whatever it is, that might threaten that species of fig tree. And there's evidence for this as well, you see. So again, it's very important to maintain each species of wasp to make sure these fig trees continue as well and this pollination business and keeping the insects under control is a key feature of what these wasps do now when i came across that that kind of blew my mind i mean you'd love to know uh, how this co-evolution process happened i mean it's a bit complicated i guess to think about how a specific species of wasp goes with each fig tree but yet but again it's very very important then that we, we maintain those wasps so even though all the action 
through the history of studying these types of insects has been with the bees, we must give the wasps a shout out. They aren't quite the nuisance you might think they would be. They can be a nuisance on a picnic, but remember, look after the wasps is the overall message of this in a sense. And more and more studies are happening. And by the way, there's also a big call out to study European wasps more and more. And uh, I love this because it's like citizen science, I guess. And if anybody wants to, if you search for this, you'll find websites and so on saying, please study wasps in your own environment. If you want to collect them and study them and report back on them, try and not get stung, of course, because that wouldn't be a good thing. But there's a big effort around now to keep studying wasps in the way that bees have been studied. And and, and, and your, the, the species that live in Europe are very, very important. There's one other thing I want to tell you about that's extremely important. Some of these studies of the European wasps has revealed something very interesting. They carry wild yeast on them. Now, there's another strange fact that I came across. So it turns out yeast can live on these European wasps. Now, why is yeast important? Well, as you all know, we need yeast, don't we? We need yeast for bread and for alcohol, very importantly, you know. And the reason why this might be important is the study of yeast living on wasps might give us a broader range of types of yeast. And because there are many different species of yeast as well. And who knows, those species of yeast could be useful in all kinds of ways. If, for example, the yeast that we currently use, uh, when, we, when we make alcohol or we make bread or whatever it might be, was to be threatened in some way, wasps could be a repository of new types of yeast to use in these different things. There is yet another reason to maintain the wasp species. We might need them to give us yeast to help us with these all these various activities. So there you have it. That is the science of wasps. Who would have thought they'd be so important? I bet Owen is now wondering. You know, he, he doesn't know much about wasps, Owen, I bet you. But there you have it. All those interesting facts. Like, please keep an eye on the wasps as the summer comes on. And remember, they are our friend in all these different kinds of ways. The science of wasps. And remember, my podcast is available to be downloaded every Thursday and it's a News Talk production.